Hey, welcome to the Frankincense Podcast. I am Bobby Benavides. I said my last name again. That's crazy. And I am Jared Singer. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're saying last names. Yeah, let's do it. I just keep. I mean, uh, let's just do it, man. We're gonna get doxxed. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It doesn't take too much uh, internet. Doesn't take too much internet detective work to figure out who we are anyway. Seeing as a lot of the Frankincense. Facebook posts are shared by a guy named Jared St. Brown. <laughs> That's true. And Bobby Benavides yeah. tends to share them too. So. Yeah. Well. And you're welcome, everyone, to read the things that I put publicly on my wall. Um, you're going to see the most beautiful children in all of America. And, and I would... On either... On either wall, I'm saying that whether they look at my wall or your wall, they're going to see the most beautiful children in all of America. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. Yes. So, hey, man. Well, um, we are going into a serious conversation today um, because we are going to be talking about Kenosha. Um, I believe I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. This is yeah, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, I just I'm not trying to be funny here, but the way the reason that I know to say it is because. Um, Foreman yells it at the end of the theme song on that 70s show. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's uh because they show a light a Wisconsin license plate. Uh, you know, I've seen definitely seen too much television, but I used to like that 70s show. Um, but yeah, it's Kenosha, Wisconsin, and this is kind of a a. Uh, this is kind of on for you, you and me because uh, we're recording this uh, Thursday night, uh, August twenty seventh. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, right now, so everybody else that's hearing this a week later, and I'm sure uh, more information's come out. But at the time of this podcast recording, there have been. This is the fourth night of protests in Kenosha, and it's I want to say a day or two after a very unfortunate shooting has occurred. Yeah. Um, a man by the name of Jacob Blake was shot seven times uh, by a police officer. Um, his three children were in the car um, as he was uh, oh trying to get into his vehicle. Um, now, all of the information at this time, especially, has not come out, so we don't know exactly what led up to him going to his vehicle. We can tell right. that the police officers were following him with their guns drawn, Um we, right. Now, you and I are not the type of people that, um, when you say all the information's out, I hope that our listeners know that we're not the type of people who are looking for some excuse on why it was okay that oh, no. he was shot. No. no. We're not not in that boat at all. I mean, you know, our, our opinion is that if somebody committed a crime, they need to be brought to justice in a proper way. Yeah, seven shots to the back is never justified. Um, I don't care who they are. Right. Um, exactly. There's there are other ways that police officers are trained to take people down. There are other ways. Um, even one shot would be enough. Um, you know, it, yeah. and so I'm so all of that to say that the reason why I'm saying all of the information hasn't come out is because I don't know what made him go back to the car. There's rumors. There's all the things that are popping up from you know conspiracy YouTube videos and all that stuff. Um, I'm waiting for sure. I'm waiting for real reports to come out before I make any judgment call on what was happening prior to him being shot. My response to him being shot is that's bogus. <laughs> he should have never been shot seven times. That is, and 
when you have three children in the car, a police officer should have known that you're firing a gun right next to a vehicle with children in the cars, and now you put the children at risk by firing a gun that many times. There's a whole lot of factors that, yeah. that need to be that need to be um, yeah. raised and, and and I guess talked about. Yeah. Now, what's uh, the state of the man who was shot at this time? Um, at this point in time, from what I understand, he is paralyzed from the waist down. Right. That so is, he may. I mean, he may get a chance to, uh, unlike you know, so many victims in this type of thing, or you know police brutality victims he may get a chance to actually tell his side of the story eventually and that i think that is one thing that's going to be a benefit to us is that we're going to hear both sides we have police officers and we're going to have their webcam footage and we're going to have all that their their body cam footage and all that stuff um and they're going to have the reports that are made up you know that are not made up but written up to to share the information that they that they want to share but at this point, Jacob Blake is going to be able to share his his side of the story if he can speak and if he can make it clear. Yeah. But right. to come to the riots, to come to the protests, to come to the violence that has come because of this, um, we want to talk about that. Because um, as of today, a young man, 17-year-old young man from Illinois, um, crossed the border of Illinois and Wisconsin to join in the fight um, as a vigilante um, justice or vigilante, um, I would say, wannabe police officer. Uh, He actually was aspiring to become a police officer. Uh, He wanted to come. He actually asked, or no, he didn't ask, but the chief of police actually said, we don't want any uh, to deputize anybody. It's going to be our police officer is going to handle it. He had his, from from what I'm reading. Because that makes sense that makes the most sense that the people like who have the training um and who are actually you know on payroll and under the authority of you know and not your and listen i love this 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 show but not the 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 overzealous like dwight Schrute type of person who is like the police need help i'm gonna volunteer myself yeah yeah um this is where we we are seeing the dangerous side of the rhetoric that's being shared about these um, protests. I'm not saying that the riots yeah. aren't happening. I'm not saying that the riots are justifiable. Um, I can understand right. them. I don't justify the riots. I understand the riots, yeah. if that makes sense. We've been saying from the beginning that with riots, I mean, we don't condone that. We don't condone yeah. violence or destruction, but we also have always recognized from the very get-go that a riot is a symptom of a problem and it's an act of desperation you know it's a it's a natural it's a natural consequence of a much deeper problem yeah I actually I shared on um, the a video I did um, I, I did a week ago from when you're listening to this um, I was on a conversation in a conversation with a pastor and we were talking about racial reconciliation but how does you know how do we uh, I guess talk about the issues and one of the things I shared though in that conversation was you know when people have chaos in come into their life they respond in or with chaos and so when mm-hmm. when the chaos is occurring in these people's lives like everything gets shaken up they're going to respond in or with the chaos and so when you have people who are losing 
uh, comfort in their homes, losing faith in the people who are supposed to be protecting them, losing faith in the country that says that all men are created equal, when they're feeling like there's no place for them and they're seeing nothing but chaos in their in their moment that a person of their color or when they are people of color and they're being uh, either targeted quote unquote by police um, if they are being put in positions of where their lives are at risk they now are going to respond with chaos and chaos is occurring and it's shaking everything up and so you know, and, yeah. and, and I made it very clear that the reason why I can say that this works is because let's go to the Second Amendment, people. I'm not against, I'm not against the Second Amendment, but I, I have questions about it. But I'm also like, look, if you want to own a gun, you own a gun. But the Second Amendment people would say, we own a gun, why? Because if somebody comes into our home and disturbs the peace, creates chaos, I'm going to respond... Yeah by using my weapon to either end their life or to get them to to leave my home. So I'm going to respond to the chaos by creating chaos, right? That is that's yeah. that's what's going to happen. And that's what we're seeing in these riots right now. Is people are responding with chaos. In the chaos they're responding with chaos. Whether or not you say, "Yeah, that's okay," you have to empathize because if your world is shaken, you're going to respond with a chaotic response. That's just how it goes. Um, and so now in all of this, we're seeing um, people coming in as we're talking about this 17-year-old person who crossed the border of Illinois into Wisconsin to help fight the battle. And he ended up taking the lives of two people in um pretty heavily wounding another i believe the other um i believe i read the report that he three people were shot and two died yeah and one of them i believe has lost an arm or lost a leg i i believe there was there was some report that i read that said that um now whether or not that that is true it's a report that i read so as again this is a week later that you're listening to this new information has probably come out um let's talk about this a little bit because after this young man shot these two people, or three people, he was able to walk away um, carrying his gun, walked by police officers, got into his car, and went home. Okay. Um, because they arrested him at his house. He wasn't arrested, yeah. he wasn't arrested on the streets. He wasn't arrested um, at the place that the shootings occurred. He was arrested at his home. And arrested peacefully. The cops didn't come in knocking down the doors. The cops didn't come in. Right. They, they got him and brought him in. Yeah. This is... Right, and then they, they knew he was armed, and, and they, took him, they took him quietly. Right. Okay. He was 17. Legal age of carrying a firearm, I believe, in Wisconsin is 21. Um, yeah. And then 18 in Illinois, I think, if I remember correctly. So... He's already under the age okay. that he shouldn't really been carrying an assault rifle or any weapon, really. So, so that's a misdemeanor, but he but he's doing that. Did he travel alone, or did he travel with uh, his? his you know, the report is his mom. Parent? His mom drove him down. From what I okay. from what I understand, his mom drove okay. him down. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what information's going to come out with you know what actually led up to the, the shooting in the in the final moments and. It's never going to be my business to have an opinion on it, but 
it's hard for me to sit here and and say, man, he drove all the way there, or someone drove him <laughs> all the way there with a weapon so that he could be part of it, you know, so that he could be part of a counter-protest and possibly with the intention that I can use this this gun. I mean, because you bring a gun, you're, you you got to be prepared to use it. I mean, that's just how it is, right? Right. You know, I mean, I don't, everybody's got a different attitude about that, but if you have it and it's loaded, there's a sense that I could use this if at some point that this could be used, right? Yeah. And I mean, that would, I'm just putting myself in that position. Like, let's just say I know that, so I live a couple of hours away from Pittsburgh. And if I know that there's a protest in Pittsburgh, for me to actually get a gun, get in my car with a friend or a family member, drive two hours to Pittsburgh, park the car, get out, and wait for the protest to come by with that gun in my hand, and that is a recipe for violence, whether I'm about to be provoked or not. Right. Right. And I, and I think the 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 problem. I, uh, there's a lot of problematic issues in this whole thing, but I want to kind of pick it apart just a little bit because again, okay, seventeen year old carrying a, an assault rifle, walking by yeah. police officers after killing two people. Um, okay. And the, or after shooting three people, so now he knew from from one video footage thing you could hear him say, "I just killed somebody," so he knew he did it. And he's walking yeah. he, now. Instead of going, police officers saying, "Look, this is what happened," he walked by. There's <laughs> now we have a story of a young man, uh, Tamir Rice. Am I correct on that name? Um, I believe yeah. he was a young man who had a fake gun, right? And I'm hoping I'm, I'm getting I'm hoping I'm getting this one right because I believe there's so many names out there, which is sad. There's so many names out there, but I it, believe. It but Tamir Rice, yeah. I believe, is a young man who had a toy gun. Bel- yeah. I believe he pointed it at the police officer. Yes, um, or maybe he just had it. I don't remember the whole thing, but I know that he was yeah. shot. By a police officer and you killed. Got the name right. You got the name right, and he was twelve years old. Twelve years happened. old. Twelve years old. So twelve years old, fake gun, shot. Seven. Yeah, I just want to say a twelve year old that I'm looking at his picture now. Twelve year old that looks like a twelve year old. Like you know, this is a child. Yeah. And then you have a seventeen year old with an assault rifle, in a in a chaos in a chaotic environment, and he's able to walk by scot-free um that is the reason why we're seeing the riots and the marches is because an african-american man and we 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 can say that this is for sure like this is not even a questionable thing right now is that that a person of color if they were walking with an assault rifle by police officers in a chaotic space they would be they would be questioned they would be asked, yeah, what are I mean, you doing? I feel, I feel like that's true, and I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but I just know the pattern of things in the history of this country up till now. That's You're absolutely true, right. Yeah. And so you have that. The other thing, again, they say it was self-defense. 
they say he was he was fighting off people. Let's say let's say that this is true. I don't know if it is, but they're saying that he was supposedly was being attacked, and so that's why he fired. The initial story was people were out by a gas station. Um, they were yelling "Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter." He got into argue, he got into an argument with them and then opened fire. That was the initial that was the initial report that was given. Now at this point in time, people are saying no, he was actually being attacked. The report is, according to the pictures that are being shown, this is why you know we can't trust what's going on with YouTube and everything else that gets so quick to bring out false information uh, to f- support narratives to support narratives, but. Yeah. Some of the pictures. There'll, there'll probably be other videos released on it later. It'll get pieced together, or it may not. It may not get pieced together. We may be sitting here with this mystery for the rest of our mm-hmm. lives. You know. There's a report that there's young these other men that uh, that attacked him after he shot people, and they attacked him because they knew that he was the one that that killed or that shot at people, and then one of those men yeah. or two of those men were shot dead. Um, so, so all of this stuff, we don't really know all the details on all that. But, but the reality of it is, is that right. again, so you have um, Ahmad Arbery, who was running, being followed by yeah. white people in trucks, by white men in trucks, yeah. in a truck, and he decided to jogging. Yes, and he decided to fight back, and when he fought back, he was shot. Now, people said, yeah. why did he fight? <laughs> but it's okay, right? It's okay if the person who is being attacked and they have a gun, they shoot the people who are protesting. Well, he was being attacked. He should have shot. He had every right to shoot. Ahmad Arbery is being followed yeah. by white men in trucks. Well, in a truck, well, why did he fight? If he didn't have anything going on, then why did he fight? He shouldn't have fought. He would, if he didn't fight, he wouldn't have been shot. He was defending himself too. And this is where the double standard starts to come in, right? And this is where we have to start wrestling with our bias. Yeah. Because if you are instantly trying to justify why a certain person or a certain group is allowed to go ahead and fight back with a gun, and it's okay, it's justifiable, but then another side decides to fight back with a gun or fight back at all, and that's not justifiable... Where like why is where's the double standard at? Why do we have that? Why is that okay? It should never be okay, right? But for some reason it's happening. Yeah. And that's what and I think that's where we're we're having a big issue with this because people want to justify. People want to go ahead and say, well, it's okay because of whatever. Right. Um, By the way, who had, had any more information than we do? You know, who, who do not know. And, and just are trying to jump into the story and, and make it work for them. Make it work for what, you know, you brought the word bias, make the bias work for what they already believe. That, you know, this this idea that I should be able to carry around a weapon and that I should be able to shoot somebody. And, you know, this is, this is like Christians saying this, you know? Yeah. And, and I, to be fair, to be fair, a lot of my gun enthusiast uh, Christian friends have not said anything yet today. I got a couple of libertarians. They usually come out real quick. As soon as a meme can be made, a libertarian will post it. <laughs> um, but a lot of my more conservative 
uh, pastor friends aren't really speaking about this yet. Um, I'm kind of curious as to what they'll they'll end up saying soon. But well, so so we can go ahead and take this, and people are again are questioning these riots, questioning their stance on Black Lives Matter. Yeah. We're watching um, at, at this week, especially we watch uh, professional sports people saying um, we're going to be, um, you know, we're going to be protesting. We're actually going to cancel our playoff games. We're going to not be doing sports, all that stuff. Um, yeah. And so because of yeah, that. Right. Uh, am I right in thinking some NBA teams, uh, uh, like three now, have decided not to play? Yeah, the Los Angeles, the Los Angeles, yeah, the Los Angeles Lakers um, said they're not going to. Los Angeles Clippers said they're not going to. Los Angeles Lakers, who were favored uh, to win basically the championship, um, you know, because LeBron James is on that team and Anthony Davis and all that stuff, and they expect them to kind of be the the main dudes that are going to take the championship. They're actually saying they're willing to protest the entire playoffs um, for the rest of the season. Now, at this point, again, by the time you're hearing this, that can completely change. Um, right. But the reality of it is, is that people are wondering why these riots are occurring. And they're always looking at the single event, right? They're always looking at the single event as to, well, why are they, right. like, why do they have to do this? We don't even, like, this guy was a criminal. This, and I'm going to go into that in a second, too. Um, but they never look at the big picture. The bigger picture isn't about George Floyd. It isn't about Jacob Blake. It's about having enough having enough names that you get the stories mixed up right because even for me like i'm going like tamir rice which one uh trayvon martin uh shoot then you have and it's like you're hearing all the names that are listed out and you get confused because you don't remember which story was which but all of them involve a person of color being shot because of the fact that they look questionable because they are a person of color because they are, yeah. um, you know, not responding to questions. Trayvon Martin wasn't responding, yeah. responding to Zimmerman, and then he decided to fight back. And then what was it? Well, he got shot because he fought back. But he shouldn't have fought back. He should just let the guy ask him questions and then maybe shoot him or maybe not. Right? No, that's not like we 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 cannot allow for this to be okay. But for some reason, we justify it. Yeah. And my thing is, too, I just saw um, – I'm going to go back to the criminal statement if I can do that real quick because um, I heard some people say recently – or I hear people all, all the time, honestly, but especially with this Jacob Blake guy. So George Floyd was a criminal. George Floyd had a, had a, a, a background, um, was, had some drugs in his system, all that stuff, and that's the instant picture that is drawn and, picture, and, and posted – well, look, he had a rap sheet. That's why he was he was able to be arrested, and that's why the the knee was on the neck. It like justifies that. Jacob Blake instantly. Well, he had he had a record. He had he had the, the police wanted to question him. He had all of this stuff that he's a, he has a prior convictions on this. He was, and some have pointed out that he raped a fourteen year old girl. Now. I don't know all this stuff. I see all the things that pop up because everybody posts stuff. Um, but I haven't seen a full report on whether or not this is all true. Um, again, a week later, more information might come out about this. Um, but people have said, well, because he had this record, he shouldn't have fought back against the police. 
or he shouldn't have ignored their, their requests. In, in a way, they're using his previous record to justify him being shot seven times. Yeah. And the thing that pains me about this is that many of these people who are saying this are people who would profess to be Christians. And somebody posted, you know, an article uh, saying that, like, you know, Democrats take, you know, black voters for granted. And I believe that there's some truth to that. Uh, I think if you flip it um, and you you substitute uh, black voters for pro-life voters, you could say Republicans take pro-life voters for granted and kind of say, we know we have their votes, you know. And I, I think that there's something – I think that there's something to all of that, um, but that's why I think that Christians need to be pro-life across the board because pro-life, it may be anti-abortion, but it also needs to be anti-racist, mm-hmm. anti-war. And I actually think that's the Christian position, actually pro-life, like – that we do not put up with this kind of violence either. Yeah, and I think that um, you know, I think that's where the 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 point is being missed. I think in all of this is that when you are are saying that these people who are are rioting or are protesting or saying Black Lives Matter or like that they shouldn't be speaking up on these issues. You are basically saying that yeah. it's okay for lives to be taken. It's okay because, you know, then, well, you know, we don't know their full record yet. Or we don't know the whole story yet. Listen, if you're pro-life, you're pro-life. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't matter what, what the story is. You're pro-life. If you're going to say I'm pro-life, then that means that, you know what, you aren't going to want somebody put to death. You're going to want somebody put to trial. You're going to want everything to be go to the court. You're going to want people to... But you're not going to celebrate or you're not going to tell people, well, look, they deserved it because they fought against. No. Like, they, 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 yeah, that's not pro-life. Um, I actually saw a – and I'm going to say this because I'm, I really – I don't care whether or not this person will ever hear. I'm not going to use their name. But there was a pastor that I just read about, read a, a post that they made um, basically saying that, you know, why are we trying to support – a rapist um, because yeah. he said that if this person ever raped or ever came close to raping one of his kids that he would kill them too that he would understand that he would say he I think he said something like seven yeah. seven shots to the back wasn't even enough um, now my problem with that is uh, this is a pastor saying this, so it's like again, it's justifying killing somebody else uh, because they've done something wrong to you, right? Or wrong to somebody else. Um, I would be, I would be wrong to say that if I saw this happening, that I would, that I probably wouldn't get violent. I don't know. I don't. I don't believe I would ever take somebody else's life, but I know that I would. I would probably get violent to stop it. Um, but the reality of it is, though, is to say that, well. If this person was doing this, then it's okay to kill them. Um, again, there's but that's a big if. That's a big if, though, because it's like we we don't even know that. Like the pastor went ahead to fantasize about that without even really knowing. Yeah, well, I think, and then he kind of went into this whole like you know kind of metaphorical 
an, you know kind of idea okay. thinking well if I were to find out that this that a person raped my daughters seven bullets would not be enough so instantly he's kind of saying that Jesus's words really don't matter right um, and this because this is the this is the hard part right this is where like we have to figure out like where is our limit in following Christ right where is our limit in following Christ's words because when he says to not even get angry at somebody because it's like it, you're committing murder to not even saying an angry word to not even call them a name or you're called committing murder um but yet we go ahead and say it's okay as long as long as they're on the other side we can call them names as long as they're the other side but he doesn't say that he said don't even don't don't do that um to to love our enemies right to love our enemies well i'm only going to love them as long as they aren't saying anything against me but if they're saying something against me or very openly voting differently, then I'm going to call them every name in the book. I'm going to tell people how evil they are. I'm going to tell them that they're the devil. I'm going to tell them all this stuff because I can. He says, don't bear false witness, but yet we go ahead and do that. Okay. So, so when we are bearing false witness by sharing fake news stories, there's an issue. And you actually just shared that, that you looked up some information that, um, that actually turns out to be a, a fake news story that this pastor is sharing. Yeah, um, yeah. Jacob Blake does not have an arrest warrant for having sex with the minor. Um, he has some other arrests, but that's not one of them. And uh, this comes from Reuters, uh, Reuters fact check on August twenty seventh at four thirty two p.m. Uh, and uh, Reuters is really reliable. And uh, the type of uh, arrest that Jacob Blake had had in the past, um, that like being a pedophile doesn't even count as one of those type of arrests so that's just something that i like to say people erroneously inferred that but you know what's going on here people were looking for some reason why this guy should have been shot yeah so again this we aren't supposed to be bearing false witness we aren't supposed to be doing these things. and then this is what we have we have just we're going to get some information and we're just going to share that that's what we know but in reality we don't know all this stuff but we should never be justifying the killing of another person that is not something that is okay. And in, in the Bible, it's very clear that we're not supposed to be doing that. When we follow Jesus Christ, he's made it very clear. When he talked to Peter, when Peter pulled out his dagger, a little fishing sword, and cut off the ear of the guard, Jesus said, Peter, put it away. Yeah. Like, he who lives by the sword will die by the sword. Like, he didn't even want Peter to kill a guard who right. was trying to who was coming to kill him, right? And and it's like throughout the whole thing when he's on the cross, Father, forgive them. He could have easily struck them all down. He did not want violence right. to be repaid. He he never wanted that. He never wanted that. But yet, for some reason, Christians, especially American Christians, we move into this idea of thinking it's okay because if it's our property, which if we follow scripture, property is not really ours. Um, if it's our money, if it's our families, if it's whatever, it's like we instantly feel like it's okay to do these things. And there's a there's a point where we have to say, how far are we willing to follow Jesus? And Jesus found that out too when he's talking to the disciples around them. He's like, hey, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And many of them were like, whoa, 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 peace out to that. And they left. And he's like, okay, good. That's actually what I wanted. I kind of wanted to clear out the people who are going to be like, only follow me up to a limit. Um, I want people who are willing to sacrifice themselves. 
I want people who are really willing to sacrifice everything about them that they want to protect in order to follow me. Because if I'm willing to die, you should be willing to die too. If I'm willing to sacrifice myself for those who are oppressed and marginalized, you need to be willing to sacrifice yourself for that too. Um, And he he challenged that all the time. So... He did. And when he told Peter, and when, when Peter cut the guy's ear off uh, with the sword and Jesus picked it up, uh, put the guy's ear back on, healed him, <laughs> and said no more of this. A lot of a lot, the early Christians took that to mean that Jesus was disarming Christians. Early Christians would not carry weapons, would not touch weapons. This is why it is crazy to me when Christians today are like, man, get those guns, you know. And by the way, how many guns should one Christian own? What do you think is a good number? Like one, <laughs> two, seven, as many as you want because America? Well, here's the thing. Earlier, a lot of uh, gun enthusiasts like to like to reference the verse where Jesus says, you know, sell your coat and buy a sword. Do you know what? This was before he told Peter no more of this. This was earlier in the day at the Last Supper. And he said, sell your coat and buy a sword. And do you know what they said to him right after that, Bobby, do you recall? They said, we have two swords here. And he said, that is enough. So (laughs) for Jesus and the 11 remaining disciples, two swords was enough. And it was to fulfill the prophecy in Isaiah. And then later that night when Peter used one of the swords to chop off somebody's ear, Jesus said, no. And also, I'm not staging a rebellion here that you come to arrest me. You know, and you brought up a point I didn't even think about in this whole thing. Forget about the swords. Uh, you know, Jesus says, "Don't you know I could call twelve legions of angels?" <laughs> yep. So, if forget the sword, he could have called twelve thousand angels with swords of fire, and as the old song goes, to destroy the world and set him free. But he gave his life for you and me, right. and so. You know, Jesus really demonstrated in all of this that a big part of being a Christian is being willing to lay your life down, not buy weapons and defend your point of view with violence. That is messed up. That's anti-Christ. That is perverting the gospel. And I cannot believe American Christians are taking part of it in this day and age, especially when so many of them know better especially the teachers especially the pastors they know that they know it yeah and it's interesting because again right when jesus says uh if someone smacks you across his cheek uh punch him in the gut then kick him in the face and then make sure you you stab him in the back afterwards right that's what he says um oh wait no he said they smack you he said, "If he smacks you in the face, go ahead and turn your other cheek and let him smack you there too, right? Like, it's like, dude, like, I mean, you're not supposed like violence does is not going to settle anything. Um, it's going to make you feel like you're. Here's what. I, no. Go ahead. I'm going to start reading about. I'm going to start reading about Christian martyrs here pretty soon. I got a couple books. You know, you got this. You, you maybe you're like me. You got those those old Christian books on the shelves, uh, collecting dust, and they're kind of there for reference. And you haven't read a couple, and you might have a book of martyrs or two. Mm-hmm. Do you have that? Uh, I've got, I think I do. Yeah, I've got a couple versions. I got Fox's. I got Fox's Book of Martyrs, which is the classic, and then this Jesus Freaks by DC Talk, Ooh. and uh, that is also a book of martyrs. 
Yeah. And uh, I am just going to start going through there, and I'm going to put a little post-it note next to every murder I find who died fighting with, like, a weapon. I mean, I, I mean, how many – that's what I want to note. Any of the people that we're considering Christian martyrs, did they go down with swords? Did they go down with guns? Like, what actually happened? How did they die? I am willing to bet that I'm not going to find any, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm going to look for a murder that went down shooting in yeah. a blaze of glory like like that awesome movie Young Guns from the, from the <laughs> 80s. Yeah, man. They didn't go down. I bet you they didn't go down fighting. I bet you they went as a lamb to the slaughter, like Jesus and all, all of his disciples who, who were martyred after him. Are you sure that Jesus didn't yell out, Regulators, mount up. You don't think he said that? Yeah, mount up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I mean, oh, like, wait, that was a walk down memory. Yeah. Wait, what? Regulators and all I could hear is that Warren G song. Because that's what it is right there. That's Regulators from Warren G. Right? Because yeah. I know the Regulators are from, like, the Billy the Kid uh, gang, right? But Warren G said, Regulators mouth up. Man, that's a yeah. walk down memory lane, Bobby. I haven't thought of that song in 20 years. Yeah, man, it was a, it was a, was a, a cold black night, a clear white moon. Anyway, yeah, Nate Dogg and Warren G, Warren G was on the street, ready to consume. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yeah, I probably shouldn't even start quoting Whoa, that song. Oh, you really remember, man? You remember? I can see the video in my mind on MTV. Uh, yeah, well, um, we're getting sidetracked, but I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and go on a little bit of a tangent here. Little fun fact, okay. from, little fun fact from Bobby. Um, I got to serve French fries to Snoop Dogg and Nate Dogg when I worked for In and Out Burger. In uh, what? Yep. So. Yeah. What? Yep. So this is an in and I like every part of that sentence. In and out burger, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Nate Dogg. You know what's amazing, Bobby, by today's standards, you shared the gospel with them because if people out here on the East Coast don't know, if you look, there are hidden Bible scripture references on the bottoms of uh, in and out burger packaging, you know. Very true. Do they still do that? Like, if you look at the bottom of a milkshake, and it'll say like Ephesians something or other, and you go look it up, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe. So, um, I think the milkshakes have the Revelations um, Bible verse, but I can't remember. But yeah, that was it. Was a fun fact. Anyway, let's get back to this part because the the, the thing is, is yeah. that um, you know, I think that we we are in this mode of of fighting. Christians are, and again. I believe we talked about yeah. last last episode is that there's a, a craving for power and when you have a gun in your hand you feel powerful right because you have the power to take another person's life you have the power to make people feel threatened you have the power to make people back down because you have a gun in your hand and again Christians using this power to um, or using guns to hold power over people, this is where I think that we are missing the point of Christianity a little bit, um, or a lot bit, really, because there's a there's a humility that's supposed to come. There is a uh, a willingness to say, "Look, if you're going to take my life, you're going to take my life." You're talking about the martyrs, you know. Um, was it Peter that was hung on the cross upside down, right? Um, that's what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you have him. I'm wondering how many people he killed before it was like, 
all right, I guess I, guess I got it on the cross upside down now. Like, I wonder how many people he was like, you know, I'm going to go down with a fight. I'm going to stab everybody. You know, like, like I don't think he did that, right? Like, it was just like, no, I'm praying, I'm worshiping. When the jail cells, when they're in their jail cells, like, when the doors opened up, did they go out, like, fighting all the guards? No, they, they stayed there praying and singing worship songs, right? Like, it was like, they're not going to, yeah. they were never meant, we were never meant to fight. We were meant to proclaim the gospel of peace, of love, of kindness, of mercy, of compassion, of empathy, and to pray for our enemies, yeah. and to walk with them in their oppression, to stand with them. We were never meant to justify people getting murdered. We were never meant to justify no. a reason, or even creating any reason why it's okay to take another person's life, um, even when they're threatening your yeah. own. The, the Bible's very clear. It's just, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to wrestle with American Christianity or Americanity, as I've said before, um, with the actual Christianity that's divine in Scripture. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not sure if we've answered any questions or or, or did anything with this, but there's just so much um, in this that we have to be aware of. You know, and yeah. I mean, we're just not going to have answers now, but, I mean, I'm I'm just looking at this as, I mean, although this is this life-changing for the people who were paralyzed or, or murdered and, and, and their families, this is life-changing for them. Sadly, it, it, it's another chapter in just the, you know, a hundreds of years long story. And, you know, I'm just... I'm not giving up, you know. I believe that we can become anti-racist, and I believe that there are more, even though this terrible thing is happening, there are more people than ever looking at it with the eyes of something real has to change to where we start having positive assumptions of people of color in this country when we see them living their daily lives. Yeah, and to quit looking for reasons to to justify it you know um yeah and reasons to because i mean it at the core of it at the core of it we're sick with this caste system that that we we now call racism but has just been around to justify dehumanizing other people from the beginning and we're still kind of stuck in it a little bit you know it's not what it was but we're not totally free of it either you know, it's still in us, you know. Um, we still have to live with it, and our culture teaches it to us. And, you know, I, I believe that there's a way out, but it takes work, it takes thought, it takes preaching, you know. And it definitely doesn't take the kind of preaching and and an attitude from the church where we've got to go back and maintain the status quo because that's what was comfortable for me, you know. it That is not okay we would not be having these riots if racism and this type of discrimination were really truly a thing of the past we wouldn't even know what black lives matter is because it would have never been said because none of this would have happened if we'd been treating each other like human beings from the get-go right this should have all ended before any of us were born but we're but here we are and all we could be held responsible for is whether or not we're going to keep it going now Yes. Hmm. I think it's yeah. We we have to be honest with ourselves and check 
our biases, check our prejudice, and I think we have to repent for the things that we haven't responded well to. Um, and hold, again, I think that you made a good point. Like, are the people who should be speaking up the most about this and speaking up with, with truth are the religious leaders. And I think if religious leaders aren't willing to speak into this, we need to start holding them accountable because that means they're they're talking about things that are not necessarily as relevant as what they need to be. You know, um, when we want to talk about, you know, I want to talk about the end times. All right, well, how about we talk about the current times first? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like how about we really talk about yeah. how we should be responding to the current times? Because if the because let's just be honest, right now you could barely handle the current times. In the end times, you're not going to be able to handle that anymore. You know what I mean? And you're going to be you're going to be struggling just as much. So how about you? You recognize that if you can't handle what's going on currently, you won't be able to handle what's happening at the end. So. Yeah. Man, yeah. Well, hey, man. You know, again, yeah. just heavy, heavy stuff. We're praying for the people who've lost their yeah. lives. We're praying for the families. We're praying for Jacob Blake, and that um, again, that the doctors can t- take care of him well, but then that his story can be told. You know. Um, his side, whether the good, yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know what I mean? Like, let us hear it all, so that way we know, we at least hear the truth. And for the first time, honestly, it feels like for the first time, we are going to be able to hear the side of, of the victim, the victim, right? In a sense, um, because we won't ever hear Trayvon Martin's side, we won't ever hear Breonna Taylor's side, we won't be able to hear George Floyd's yeah. side. Um, you know, uh, Tamir Rice. We won't ever hear him share what happened. Um, we won't hear those stories. You know, and and when the the families speak up, people brush them off like they that they're just making stuff up. You know, and um, I just feel like we we need to be willing to hear to hear this again. Ahmad Arbery. We won't be able to hear his side of the story because his life was taken. You know, but right now Jacob Blake could actually be a yeah. voice that says. This is what happened. This is really what went down. This is why we need to start speaking yeah. about reform and and training and protecting uh, people of color and police officers. You know, because I think that many of them, maybe they're feeling threatened too. You know, I don't know. I mean, there's, you know, it's just there's so much there, man. And we have to be just praying, honest, real, and be people who stand up for truth biblical truth yeah. biblical truth not just our truth not just the truth that supports our gotta, political agenda we gotta, yeah and we gotta turn off that defend the right switch that so many Christians have on yeah yeah we gotta I think again you know the fear of losing the second amendment gives people the fear of speaking out on the heinous crime that was committed by this 17-year-old boy, you know, um, or man. I'll say he's a man. If he's man enough to, to walk into a riot with a gun in his hand, you know, I mean, he's a man. He's not a boy. Um, so, you know, hold him accountable. Hold his pa- hold his parents accountable, you know. Like, they, they, why would they do that? You know, that in my mind, like, I would never think about taking my kid into some place that was that dangerous. Um, thinking that that was okay, um, but yeah. but you know, the reason why people won't 
speak out is because they have a fear of losing something um and that's and that's the sad part yeah well, well hey man another great conversation um i, I really yeah. ap- appreciate what you know the, these these talks that we get to have and um you know, i'm looking forward to having more um later so yeah because after this episode because <laughs> after this episode we are we are we are done for a few weeks so um you know by the time yeah. by the time you're hearing this i have a i have a brand new baby in my arms possibly and uh you know yeah. jared is getting prepared for school and so we are going to take some time off to right. to get situated and then we will be back on um very soon yeah absolutely <laughs> all right man good to talk to you Bobby. yeah well again hey if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast please rate it share it um leave some comments we'd love to respond uh, if you have thoughts on this, we'd love to just talk and chat. Um, so feel free to do that on our Facebook page. You can, uh, you know, again, rate us, share us on wherever you're listening to this. Um, but we appreciate you joining us for these conversations here on the Frankincense Podcast. I, I am Bobby. I'm Jared. And we are glad you came. So we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>